sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are an Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregation in Denver, Colorado, and you can find out more about us at www.houseforall.org. Let us pray. Spirit of the desert, you drove Jesus to the edge of the world to find his truth and calling. Scour our hearts and awaken our hunger, that freed from empty clinging, we might find ourselves in you and you alone, through Jesus Christ, the Lord of the wilds. Amen. All too often, sermons on the first Sunday of Lent talk about temptation. The temptation of Jesus in today's gospel, the temptation of Adam and Eve, how we shouldn't give in to temptation, etc., etc. While I've preached before about how to think about giving things up for Lent and giving this congregation some Lenten practices that are all out of the ordinary, I really don't think that's what Lent is all about at all. The whole notion of giving something up for Lent is for me an ego thing. At least that's the excuse I give when I'm unable to give up dessert after about a week or chocolate when presented with a bar of Cadbury's fruit and nuts sent from some friend in England. But because we get this same gospel text year after year on the first Sunday of Lent, And because our Lenten liturgy reminds us of it every week, it's understandable that we might think of this season primarily in terms of fasting and resisting temptation. No, what draws me into this text we just heard in the gospel is not Jesus' confident defiance of the devil, quoting scripture with the authority of a priest of the temple, but the fact that Jesus does so in the wilderness. And this isn't wilderness in the Colorado sense. No snow-covered mountains with rivers and streams and resplendent valleys packed with elk, deer, grouse, and the like. No Rocky Mountain High Colorado. No, this is the Judean wilderness. Harsh rock, parched earth, the bones of dead animals, and the heat of the midday sun. But Jesus enters it quite willingly, ostensibly to prepare for the mission God sent him to fulfill. No, Lent isn't an invitation to resist temptation. It's an invitation into the wilderness to get lost in the desert. Maybe some of you are already there. I know I have been for the last six months or even more. My desert is a desert of materialistic America, of business meetings, desperate attempts to collect money from deadbeat clients, of my brain at its peak when writing proposals, of meeting with potential clients and using my best powers of persuasion to influence their decision. It's the desert of worrying about a large tax bill next month, about how to pay for my daughter's college tuition in about a year's time. If you're a Christian for any length of time, 
chances are you will also spend at least part of your life in the wilderness. Your entrance into that wilderness might come in many different forms. At the foot of a hospital bed, in a dead-end job or the lack of a job at all. Or maybe via the invisible hands that choke your spirit through depression, anxiety, or some other form of mental illness. The wilderness comes through fractured relationships. At the funeral of a loved one who died too soon. In drug or alcohol addiction. As you move from a place you loved or a job you treasured. It might be one of those things, none of those things, or more than one of those things all at the same time. Might just be with you. As you, face, as you find faith difficult in the face of so much doubt. One way or another, we all find ourselves in the wilderness eventually. Personally, I wouldn't wish my own experience of the wilderness on anyone. If feeling far from God is the very definition of hell, and I'm pretty close right now. I am convinced that focusing on the material things in this life is a fool's errand. Yet society in so many ways propagates this lie from the devil. But at the same time, neither would I ever, ever trade the experience I'm going through. That is the paradox of the wilderness for me. I am in it. I hate it. But it is revealing deeper truths that I would never know unless I was well nigh in the thick of it. The question for me now is, how the hell do I get out? The wilderness has a long and storied place in Christian history. It goes by many different names. St. John of the Cross termed it the dark night of the soul. Mother Teresa experienced the wilderness so profoundly She ceased to pray to Jesus altogether and instead began to address him as the absent one. When Christianity became the religion of the Roman Empire and huge basilicas were being built in Rome and Constantinople, many monks fled into the deserts of Judea, Egypt, and Syria to live in solitude or in community to get away from the new worldly religion that Christianity had become. Many of them, such as St. Anthony of the Desert, became the symbol of the monastic movements that became common in Europe in the Middle Ages. So would we understand these giants of the Christian faith to have lost their faith because of their experience in the desolation of the wilderness? Not at all. It was exactly these experiences that made them such profound witnesses for God. Stories about the wilderness aren't stories of temptation, either resisting it or triumphing over it. Rather, they are stories of identity. It's a story of getting profoundly lost and scared and finding out who you really are. Like the Israelites who wandered for 40 days in the desert. Like Noah and his family who holed up in a boat for 40 days of cataclysmic rain. 
Like Moses who went to the mountaintop to meet God for 40 days. Or even like Jacob who wrestled with God at midnight in the wilderness. Only to walk for the rest of his life with a limp and a new name. Jesus' story of the wilderness doesn't actually begin with today's gospel text. We are actually picking up the story midway through it. We should begin with Jesus' baptism by John in the Jordan River with the stunning and mystical proclamation as he comes out of the water that he is God's son, the beloved. The way the story reads, it's almost as if Jesus rises out, out of the baptismal waters and sprints straight into the desert. As Presbyterian minister and author Frederick Buchner explains, after being baptized, Jesus went off alone into the wilderness where he spent 40 days asking himself the question of what it meant to be Jesus. Only after those 40 days is Jesus finally tempted by the devil. But this is no ordinary devil. It's not a guy with horns and a pitchfork. It's not a serpent. There's really no indication it's a physical reality at all. The Greek word used here for the devil is diabolos, which means literally the slanderer. And slanderer is the perfect name for what is ailing me right now. It's the lie put forth by our culture that the harder we work, the more stuff we'll have, and the more stuff we'll have, the more joy we'll have. Even scientific studies have proven that this is not the case. It's only when we are truly impoverished that our lack of material things causes us to become despondent and depressed. The very wealthy are no more happy than the vast majority of people in this room tonight. So that's the real temptation for me, to believe that if I just work that little bit harder, up my goals just a little bit for the year and meet these goals, then I'll be happier. Your temptations are probably different. I can imagine a few. If I can only get down to 120 pounds, I'll be so much happier and more attractive. If I can just finish school, I'll be on my way to success in the world. If I can just get ordained as a Lutheran minister and get to wear that silly white collar, my destiny will be fulfilled. <laughs> and that, to me, is what Lent recognizes. Not just our need to resist simple temptation. Not just our need to sacrifice and deny the lies fed to us by our culture. All those things are good things, but they merely scratch the surface of the season. Lent recognizes the wilderness and invites us to experience it and to see it not only as a normal part of the Christian faith, but also as an important formative part of it as well. We need to see and witness the lies of the slanderer to move beyond them and into the clutches of a loving God. Lent also remind us that Jesus isn't there to fix us, but to walk with us in that desert. There's the line that says, prayer isn't there to be answered, but to change the person praying. And that applies here. God will bring you out of the wilderness after you've been, as in the story of Jonas, in the belly of the whale itself. 
I feel like I'm in the belly right now. But this passage gives me hope. In fact, all of the Gospels give me hope that Jesus is walking that wilderness with me. God is the answer to the slanderer, and Jesus is the way to God, if we are indeed Christians. One day we will find all what St. Paul says is the peace that passes all understanding. And that day, in the Christian calendar, is marked by Easter in more or less 40 days' time. Amen. If these sermons are meaningful for you, we invite you to support the congregation, and you can do that at houseforall.org. There's a PayPal button there. Also, we'd love for you to come and join us for liturgy. We meet at 4 o'clock and 6 o'clock on Sundays at 2201 Dexter in Denver.